headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the pods moving and storage studio. It's the Ramsey Show, where debt is dumb, cash is king, and the paid-off home mortgage has taken the place of the BMW as the status symbol of choice. We help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. This is a show about you and your life. Ken Coleman, Ramsey personality, number one best-selling author, host of The Ken Coleman Show, is my co-host today. Cindy starts this hour in Dallas, Texas. Hey, Cindy, how are you? I'm just fine, thank you. Um, my situation is I am 61 years old. I'm in a job. I've been with this company for 12 years. I want to change jobs. Um, it, I... I need to work with people that care about their job, that come to their work and do the work and know what they're expected to do and do it. Um, My Instagram that you talked about, I'm a moral perfectionist, loyal guardian, and I also did uh, Ken Coleman's assessment. My talent is inspection, instruction, execution. My passion is leading, finishing, analyzing, and my mission is achievement. I want to change jobs, but my friends and family are telling me I should not. Because of my age, I need to stay put because it's going to be hard for me to find a job. And I have applied for jobs, and I don't even get an interview now. When I used to get lots of interviews. I mean, I have stellar work history, and I just am stuck. Sure. I don't know what to do. Okay, so before we get into uh, the applying process and what frustrating results you're dealing with there. I'm just curious. I heard some things on you that I've heard before, and I'm just curious what you would say is the number one and maybe two reasons why you want to leave this company. Give me the quick version. Okay. um, Because the people there, I mean, they don't come to work and and it's an office. It's a professional business. Um, I mean, they, they call in, mm-hmm. I mean, they don't want to work. I mean, they sleep at their desk. All right. Let me ask you this. I'm are, a worker. I know. I can tell. Are you leading those people or are these coworkers? Well, they were coworkers, but our manager left. They moved me into the management position and I asked to be moved back because I, I just couldn't. I mean, I want people to sure. know what their job is, mm-hmm. do their job, be able to do their job, be okay. capable of doing oh, their I job, get and then it. do your job. I get it. Now, let's so just remove... I'm back, and I'm not in management anymore. Got it. Okay. Now, let's remove that frustration from our conversation just for a moment. Let's just put it over to the side. Do you love what you're doing? Do you like what you're doing? Forget the frustration. I love my work, okay. and I love our clients. All right. Yes. So couple things I want you to consider. I'm not in any way telling you not to look elsewhere. However, your Enneagram that you shared with us is really at the source. Your wiring is at the source of your frustration, that moralist. And what's happening. I know, I know, and I get it. And I want to try to set you free from it because you had the opportunity to do something about it when you were in management, but you walked away from it. I'm not getting on you about it, not judging you. But you you had, as a manager, theoretically, if you had support, support above you, to fire and get rid of some of those people or to mentor them and, and, and see what motivates them. You had your chance there. But now that you're back, if you want to stay where you are because you love the work and you're 61 and you're having a hard time looking out 
you know, and seeing other opportunities, you've got to get to the point where you go, I'm responsible for my work and I right. am their coworker, not their mom. I am their coworker, not their aunt. I am their coworker, not their leader. And you've got to decide because what I'm hearing not here. judge, jury, and execution. That's right. It's not your call. And so the source of all of your tension and frustration is you looking at everybody else, sloughing off, slacking. Right. I get it. I get it. I get the frustration. Well, it, it, affects, it affects my work. Only Okay. All right. That was my next question. How much is it affecting your ability to do your job? Now, this is the question. Not how much is it affecting your ability to focus on your job. Because I right. think you're focused on them and giving them too much power. But well, <laughs> how much is it affecting your ability? See, that's what the giggle is. How much is it affecting your ability to actually execute on your work? 5%? 10%? Oh, I, um, maybe 10 I, I, I don't know. It's just when there's errors made, I'm the one that has to deal with our customers. Okay. Have you taken this to your leader to say, hey, I'm crushing it, but I'm having to deal yeah, with they, a they're afraid they don't want to lose anybody because we've already had a lot of people leave. And that's what's going on right now. We have a lot of leaders right now that are afraid to fire anybody because of this big gap we have. Those aren't leaders. Those are wusses. That's exactly right. You can't control that. So what you have to decide here is, wait a second, what, what is best for me, Cindy? Because if I love my work, can I, at the age of 61 with a lot of maturity and a lot of work ethic, can I allow this stuff to bounce off of me or is it no longer tenable? I can't do this any longer. That's I what th- I really want to know. I think you go get a new job. I think so too. But I, I also don't... What? So walk her, through, walk her through the application All right. process. Well, I wanted to challenge it because I, I don't think it's as bad as you're making it out to be. But here, here's the thing. If you got to get noticed in today's world, it's not by applying online because even small right. businesses are using softwares and, and they're weeding people right. out. You're 61, which means you have at least four decades of relationships and connections. And you right. have got to shake the tree. You got to get out there and go, hey, I'm looking to move on. Here's specifically what I'm looking for. And it is relationships that will get you in the door because they go, let me tell you about Cindy. Cindy's amazing. But if you just apply, and some people may see your age, they may not, but you may not even get your resume looked at. So this is right. all about... The proximity principle. I wrote a book that details this in great detail. I'll give it to you. We'll put you. Uh, we'll give it to you when we put you on hold. But this is about you leveraging your relationship capital. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think you have a distinct marketplace advantage because you actually know how to work and you're mature. You no question. No, you actually know how to work. Yeah. I mean, we got a whole group of people out there that honestly, somebody just needs to set their butt on fire. <laughs> I mean, really, seriously, I just freaking lazy quiet quitting will get you nothing i'm telling you man if you if you aim at mediocrity and you think uh playing call of duty four hours a day while you call it while you're supposed to be doing work from home is a good idea you're you're going to be nothing in your life and you're going to deserve every bit of that yeah so you know we if you have the ability to to set to light yourself on fire to get up leave the cave kill something and drag it home you want to be somebody you want to be great you want some greatness in your life you want to throw your shoulders back and howl at the moon and cause some stuff to happen like cindy does you are an absolute rock star in america today that's right i mean if you actually what she's saying is the bar is so freaking low if you show up at work and work while you're at work you stand out I mean, that's how easy it is out there right now in the land of stupid. Just show up at work 
and work while you're at work. Aim at some greatness. Be somebody. Cindy, I think you need to get a new job. I think you work with doofuses. Hold on. We're going to send you a copy of uh, Ken's Ken's book, Proximity Principles, so you can find some good people to work with. Did you know, statistically, when it comes to life insurance and protecting your family, that women are more likely to be uninsured or underinsured than men? This doesn't make any sense. Women make up half the workforce, contribute mightily to family incomes, and in many cases are the breadwinners and take care of their families 24 hours a day. This is one of the most overlooked areas when it comes to financial planning. Maybe it's a relic of the past, but a loss of income or the need to replace family care is equally important for women as it is for men. Single moms, working moms, and stay-at-home moms all need term life insurance. Rates are actually lower for women, which is why I send you to Xander Insurance. They shop the top term life companies to find the lowest rates available. You can compare rates online at Xander.com or call 800-356-4282. This is something every family has to deal with. That's Xander.com or 800-356-4282. Ken Coleman, Ramsey Personality, is our co-host today, my co-host. The phone number here is 888-825-5225. Jason's in Boston. Hi, Jason. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi, Dave. Hi, Ken. How are you folks? Better than we deserve, sir. How can we help? Thank you. Um, So my wife, um, she just downloaded the app. She's actually listening at home. So you're, in a sense, talking to both of us at the same time, which is good. Cool. Um, So we we just decided that we are going to uh, start the baby steps. Um, and with some unfortunate mishaps, we've, uh, we've fallen behind in some of our bills mm-hmm. and, uh, we don't have a $1,000 emergency fund yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so where do we start? What do we do? Wow. So what happened? Uh, well, so my wife is a breast cancer survivor. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and our oldest son who helps contribute to the house, uh, just lost his job and, um, and my hours were cut just a little bit, so we we've got a just uh, just a big financial mess, and mix that in with some poor spending habits, and here we are. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, there's uh, certainly we're going to put you guys into Financial Peace University to help you turn this around, showing you how to handle money and how to do a budget and everything. But it sounds to me like at the core, you've got a uh, an income crisis more than anything. Okay. I'll, I'll let Ken address that in just a second. As far as the baby steps go, uh, your first goal before you start the baby steps is get current. That may mean okay. selling stuff. It may mean having a garage sale. It may mean taking extra jobs, 16 of them. Uh, it may mean selling so much stuff the kids think they're next, uh, that kind of thing. Okay, so I'm talking radical because you got to get current fast because this is okay. such a tenuous, scary place to live your wife dealing with medical problems and now dealing with we can't even stay current on the light bill it she, it's terrorizing her and i want i want you guys all to get I, 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 but 
I don't need it, but I'm saying for your sake, I've been where you are, not on the cancer part, but on the broke part, and it, it just scares the crap out of you. And to get away from that level of terror and fear is your first order of business. So getting current on a budget is first, then start the baby steps and doing anything you can in the short term to get your income up and then the long term to get your income up is next. Ken? Yeah, Jason, I'm curious, what do you do for a living now? I, I work for uh, FedEx. Okay. And so do, when you say you had your hours cut, how much? Um, so they, they cut me down a, like, like a day or two over the last, um, over the last couple of weeks. Uh, but that's going to be getting back up, uh, as we, as we continue towards the, uh, the end of the summer here. What are you making over the course of a year, last couple of years? What do you make? Uh, I'm right around 70, between 70 and 75,000. Yeah. What are you doing? Driving or loading? Uh, driving. Yeah. Okay. What's the long term for you? Have you thought about it? What would it look like up the ladder a couple of rungs doing what kind of work? Um, I actually enjoy what I'm doing. Um, it, and, you know, I, yeah. I, I what are you going to do I, on I these really off days to create extra income then that's more than you're yeah. making now? Uh, so in the, even right now I'm, I'm door dashing and driving for Lyft. Okay. All right. Good. Good. Yeah, I think that's good. I would challenge you, though, because of your uh, ability and what you've done with FedEx. That's a nice little credible brand there. I think I'd be looking for better delivery jobs uh, for at least six months, even if you're packing in some crazy hours, maybe driving for one of the large soda companies. They tend to have they have better hourly rates instead of you doing DoorDash. And I think you can make more money There's in the driving in game. Uh, you can get some part-time jobs because right now in the delivery game period, like so take all the trucking companies, you might even be able to drive a smaller size truck. They are desperate right now. We've got a big shortage of workers, Dave, in the supply chain world. So if you like driving, I'd kick the tires is what I'm saying, Jason. You might no be able to... No pun intended. Yeah, there it is. I stepped right into it. Uh, but I do think you can make more money driving than DoorDash and Uber or Lyft. Yeah, I mean, you got a CDL probably. And yes. so, yeah, you could probably step in to some local delivery stuff, uh, you know, some short-term 18-wheeler stuff or whatever. It could be north of $20, $25 an hour versus Lyft and Uber. That's my point. Yeah, he can yeah. make more buck for his for his time yeah. there. And anything, uh, I, I just, I want you working so many hours that your teenager's not in the mix yeah. for carrying the family weight. Uh, that uh, because you you are going to make so much more than he is, yeah. Uh, unless he's unless he's doing an app that makes two million dollars a year or something. But short of that, you're gonna you're gonna out outperform out earn your teenager, and you should. Uh, so yeah, and as much as your wife's health allows, um, uh, same thing. Because here's the deal: ten thousand dollars extra over the next two months changes your life. <laughs> Not only do you get current, you put a thousand dollars in the bank and you start working your way out of debt. I mean, you're $10,000 away from a lot of peace, a lot more peace than you have today. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to go get a lot of work and get $10,000. How fast can I gather up $10,000? I'm making that number up. I don't know how far behind he is, but I mean, that's probably going to cover it. Well, I think it's a good example, Dave, because I, I think there's a lot of people listening and watching. I want to encourage you right now. Dave's not just throwing this motivational speech out. $10,000 is very doable in today's economy. We are looking at right now a 3.6% unemployment rate. What does that mean to you out there who need extra money to get that shovel bigger, to get out of debt, or in this case, just to get started? It actually means looking out there and seeing there is such high demand. And you take this area, the Boston, Massachusetts area, 
big metropolitan area, you would be surprised how desperate employers are to get somebody they can count on. And the money is way better than it has ever been. Yeah. It's a white hot opportunity for part-time income. Yeah, for twenty to twenty to thirty dollar an hour stuff. Yes, sir. Absolutely. That we never dreamed that that, that pre COVID you would have never made ten dollars doing. Yeah, not even close. Yeah, and that's um, you know that that's that's real. Real. Well, I'll give you an idea. Take Walmart, national company, okay, just so you all have some real numbers here. They're starting warehouse workers or people that are stocking shelves and off hours. If you want to hustle and get after it, you can be in the 20 to $25 an hour just doing that kind of work. Yes, you're exhausted and you're tired, but again, well, not what permanent. would it take to get to 10000 in two months? I'm trying to get current That's and right. get, my, get my back away from the wall, get the wolf Correct. away from the door. I want, to put a, I want to put a bullet between the wolf's eyes. I want him to go away. And uh, the wolf at the door is a, it's a scary thing, man. I mean, I've had my lights cut off, my water cut off. It, it's and with little babies in the house. That's what happened to us when we went broke 30 years ago. And it scares you at places you didn't even know you had. And it makes you, I mean, you stand in the shower and cry because you don't know what to do. You're so you're overwhelmed. And you don't have to boil the ocean here. You just got to go get some quick money any way that's moral and legal. Fast. Go get you some money Fast. And then you can back down and reassess your overall career goals That's correct. and other stuff and start to maximize your time and think, what do I want to be in 10 years? Do I still want to be doing this in 10 years? Mm-hmm. Is this company stable? Are they going to continue at this level? All of, you can ask all those questions. But right now, go get some money. That's a great point. You can't make good long-term decisions when your head's on fire because of the financial stress. Get short-term stability, excuse me, short-term stability, and then we start to plan financial wellness and growing, building yeah. wealth like our live events we're doing. So hang up, or hang on, and Austin will pick up, and we will get you a copy of, or we'll get you signed up for a one-year membership to Financial Peace University, and that'll plug you into every dollar, the budgeting app, and you and your wife commit to doing those lessons together. There's nine videos. Almost 10 million people have been through this course, and if you will do what we teach you to do in there while you go get some money, it'll change your whole life. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and and then you can call up and tell the lie and say, Dave, you changed my life because I won't have changed your life. You will have changed it. You're going to go get this. But you're in a perfect place, uh, because Jason, because you're in that I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired place. I, I hit bottom, man. I said never again. Never, never again. When you say that, when you yell that at the mirror, That's when you're ready to change your life. Mm -hmm. This is not an intellectual discussion. This is a transformational event. Intellect doesn't cause transformation. Emotion does. Viscerally, down inside, howling at the moon. Never again will my family be in this place. When you say that, then never again your family will be in this place because you're gonna go do what it takes to get her done, baby. And you're that kind of guy. That's why we're going to give it to you. And you call us back and tell us how it's going. This is The Ramsey Show.
Ken Coleman, Ramsey personality, host of the Ken Coleman Show, is my co-host today in the lobby of Ramsey Solutions on the debt-free stage. Colin is with us. Hey, Colin, how are you? I'm better than I deserve, Dave. How about you? Just the same, sir. I've heard that before. <laughs> Very cool. Where do you live? I live in Amarillo, Texas. Oh, fun. Welcome yes, to Nashville. First and time. how much debt have you paid off? I paid off $81,756 in two and a half years. Way to go. And your range of income during that two and a half years? I started off at $45,000 and I ended at $102,000. Okay. Wow. Very cool. So what do you do for a living? I'm a medical device sales rep. Oh, you're doing well. Yes, Good sir. Good for you. Good job. All right. And uh, 82000 was what kind of debt? So that was all student loans. Whoa. Yes, sir. Sally Mae did have her own place <laughs> with you. Wow. Yes, sir. How long have you been out of school? So I've been out of school for three years. Okay. So you get out of school and you say, got to get rid of Sally Mae. Absolutely. Um, I just remember living in Dallas. Um, I was a former collegiate athlete, graduated with my master's degree, living, you know, just that young professional, perfect world, um, um, just entering into that workplace. And I just remember sitting down after that six months grace period and really, uh, you know, totaling up the amount. And I just have an oh crap moment. Believe it. Couldn't yeah. believe it. Oh crap. Yeah. Oh crap moment. Oh my gosh. Wow. So then, then what did you do when you said, I don't know what, you know, this is crazy. What yes, was sir. your next step? How'd you find us? How'd you get on the Ramsey way? So, um, honestly, I was just on YouTube one day and, you know, I just found one of your videos. I, it was somebody who paid like a hundred thousand dollars off in three years. And I was like, wow, like if they could do it, then I could do it. So, um, that was like the biggest thing for me is just, you so know, you started like January of 20. Yes, sir. In like three months after you start, you get the pandemic. Yes, sir. What did that do to your plan? So the pandemic was honestly one of the best things that happened to me because I started working from home in Dallas. And um, I basically started applying uh, for the dream company that I work for right now. And I uh, switched jobs. And that's when I began doing um, (laughs) this is when I began doing medical device sales. And, you know, it was just something that I prayed on for a long time. I've always been passionate about what I do, and uh, after football, it's just I felt I felt like I didn't have a purpose. Yeah, and who'd you play ball for? I played ball for West Texas A and M. Okay, yes, right. sir. And then uh, just kept praying on it, praying on it. I wanted a career that you know I was passionate about, and it and it led me there. After applying there 56 times, I finally got the job there. And wow! You know what? Um, <laughs> I just amazing. was able to double my income and. Uh, once again, like I wake up every single day and I I love my job. I love I the people that I work I think you're going to be good with. at sales. You don't get turned away easily. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, you don't sir. Even, no doesn't even register for you emotionally, does <laughs> no, it? Sir. No, no, sir. No, I'm, and, I, and, I'm, and I'm, I'm not having fun with that. I'm I'm telling you, like, you have a an unbelievable focus, and I'm just curious how much you're athletic, because I want people who are not athletes yes, sir. to get what's going on here. Um, how did that play into your ability to, to, to not be deterred uh, as it related to getting the job after 56 times? Yes, sir. And then also just buckling down and paying off an enormous amount of debt in a small amount of time. Talk about that. What did you harness? Absolutely. I mean, I just think there's so much benefits to being an athlete. Um, I tell this to all of my college buddies, you know, um, because after you're done with your career, I mean, it does leave you feeling empty. And uh, a lot of the times we're so passionate about what we do. Um, it's so important to find a career that fulfills you in a different way. And uh, for me, 
um i found that with my work and uh it just gave me the ability to never take no for an answer like you said and just always uh strive every single day to be better and i'm in a career that you know challenges me every single day and i love to I love to work with the people that I'm around. Wow. Do you see your sales results as a scoreboard? Absolutely. I mean, <laughs> every single day. Smile? Absolutely. Smile. That's and, uh, what it is. <laughs> and I'm part of a great team, um, yeah. a team of three guys that um, one of them was a former collegiate athlete at my yeah. school as so well. This so this knocking out this 82 was just you had another goal to hit. Yeah, that's Absolutely. Right. That's right. Yeah. I'm yeah. out. <laughs> what, so, do you, what do you tell people the key to getting out of debt is when they say you paid off her, here you paid off eighty two thousand in two and a half years? I think the key to getting out of debt is just um, just coming to the realization that it's not going to go away, and at the end of the day, um, to just be disciplined and you know you want to break that family tree and you want to you know you want to be financial uh, financially free and you want to live the life. 15 20 years down the line but you know i think the biggest thing is like sacrifice now um and a lot of the times when i tell people my story the two words i love to use is delayed gratification um i understood that i had to sacrifice now for the life that i want to live 15 20 years down the line Mm. yeah and uh it's just so difficult um it's just not normal for people my age to do that nowadays so um i just really wanted to Grab the horn, yeah. grab those horns, and you know, just attack by, it. By the way, it's never been normal for people of any age. I'll just tell you, there's not, there's not been a generation that had yes, this sir. down. I'm yeah. just, but but that everybody in that generation did mm. it right. But uh, wow, that's very powerful. Good for you, man. Well done, well done. How's it feel to be free? It feels amazing. Um, I still remember I wrote my last check. It was sixty five hundred dollars, and I actually drove home to El Paso to celebrate with my family and hit that last uh click and recorded everything like that and i just i kind of got teary-eyed when i did it just uh yeah. just because it was just such a journey and yeah. there were so many sacrifices that came you? with it i'm 26 years old and 100 percent free way yes, to go sir. dude that's the biggest win of your life i'm yes, so sir. proud of that's you. why you got emotional yeah. Touch <laughs> down. Touch i mean down. what what was what was one of the most disciplined things or maybe the hard things you did to sacrifice as a young single guy coming out of school like what what, what would you what were you doing I mean, the biggest thing is, like, um, not being able to eat out, um, you know, not always being able to go to social events. And if I did, you know, I would just kind of sit there and, you know, I wouldn't eat, I wouldn't drink, (laughs) and uh, just staying focused. And uh, also a part of that, too, is um, I had a second job at one point, and uh, I think that was one of the lower points of my life. Um, But I understood that, you know, once again, like, it was for a short, short term yeah. Oh, way to go, man! What a so champion. proud of you. Well done, Colin. Beautiful, beautiful story. Very cool. Yeah. Hey, we've got the uh, Live and Give bundle for you. That's the Total Money Makeover book for you to give to somebody and encourage them, like you have been. Yes. Sir. Uh, the Baby Steps Millionaire book, which you are on your way to that one for sure. And uh, and of course the Financial Peace University membership for a year. We'll give you all of those and use them yourself. Give them away. Whatever you, whatever you need to do. That Live and Give bundle so very very well done colin beautiful job sir Mm -hmm. i love it i love it all right colin from amarillo (laughs) texas eighty two thousand dollars in two and a half years making 45 to 102 count it down 26 years old he's free let's hear a debt-free scream three two one i'm debt-free yeah 
did not occur to Colin that he didn't owe the money and that someone else should pay off his debt, like Washington. Mm -hmm. It did not occur to him to sit and wait on President Biden to pay off his debts. It did not occur to him because he is a stud. That's right. He gets stuff done. It did not occur to him that anything should be done except this is one more goal in my life that needs to be knocked down. Yeah. It's what occurred to him. Yeah. And so uh, this is the difference. And, you know, the interesting thing about all of those things, those are not things that are um, external virtues. They are things that you can just decide you're going to have today. I'm going to be a man. I'm going to be a woman of purpose. I'm going to be a man. I'm going to be a woman of dignity. I'm going to be a man. I'm going to be a woman that's not waiting on a government handout to make my life good. I'm going to be a man, a woman that takes life by the throat. By God. Set your butt on fire, people. Go be somebody. Line up for greatness. Don't sit around and try to figure out a way to quiet quit. Because if you work here, I'll quiet fire your butt. This is unbelievable, man. That's not true. It'll be pretty loud. Time to get it done. There won't be nothing quiet about it. Nothing quiet about it. Don't let the door hit you in the butt if you're going to be lazy. I got stuff to do. There's too many people need help for you to sit around on your dadgum assumptions. We got stuff to do, man. This is The Ramsey Show. Ken Coleman, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Our question of the day comes from Blinds.com. Blinds.com's 100% satisfaction guarantee means even if you mismeasure or you pick the wrong color, they'll remake your blinds for free. You get free samples, free shipping, and with the new promos they run every month, you'll save even more. Use the promo code RAMSEY to get the best deal. Today's question comes from Sayla in Colorado. How do I write a resignation letter? I want to keep it professional, but companies need to be called out on their... Bleep. So they could do better in the future. I love when Dave steps in with the sound effect. You could just uh, fill that in with your imagination. Um, okay, so let's just stick to the first part of the question. How do I write a resignation letter? I want to keep it professional. Well, then keep it professional. Um, you know, the, the the resignation letter to me is is less important than the way you handle yourself when you go in and talk to your leader and uh you know the advice i give to callers on the ken coleman show as well as the ramsey show is leave the way you would want to be left put yourself in the other person's shoes even if it's not a great environment even if you feel wronged or whatever the reality is it never does you any favors by burning the bridge or blowing the bridge up which we're seeing a lot of young people do on tiktok for heaven's sakes uh, just leave with class. It's going to follow you when you least expect it if you don't. So on the resignation letter, I don't have three points, and here's how to do it. It's very simple. Be professional and uh, keep it short and sweet, and you can turn it in when you look at your leader in Thank the eye. Thank you for the opportunity. That's Please it. accept my two-week notice. That's it. Keep it simple. Gratitude, yeah. clarity, Let me just and tell you, Selah, if, if they cared what you thought about them, they would have already asked you. 
they don't care yeah for whatever reason because they're dumb or because you're belligerent i don't know which right but they don't care what you think so you telling them to get their blankety blank blank stuff in order is going to do zero good that's correct because they don't care what you think period that's right okay i i you know i, I probably fall in that category well i think most you know, every leader if you're does. if i uh, you know i quit doing exit interviews now our hr team does exit interviews because they want to try to find out why you're leaving i'm not leaving i'll be here yeah so <laughs> i don't you know see you i i love you but yeah. i'm gonna keep going you're not yeah and that's pretty well the end of it that's right and you know i don't need you throwing grenades back in here at me as you leave it does it does nothing except make me remember you that way that's right and the probability or the percentage chance of you telling them what you think about what they need to and change they go, oh i never thought of that i'm so glad you told me i'm so thankful it's never gonna happen so yeah. just 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 leave yeah leave well keep it simple and you've stayed too long if you feel that way if you're willing to say companies need to be called out on their blank that, that is absolutely you've right. stayed too long yeah you needed to you need to either call them out on their blank and stay and help fix their blank um you know or you're part of the problem now mm-hmm. and you've become part of the problem so yeah you do need to get out of there just keep it brief sweet and say see ya wouldn't want to be ya and move on yep. you know and um then you can smile later and when you calm down and you're going to go well they probably weren't as stupid as i thought they were and so on you know yeah you know it always cracks me up dave when people want to take a parting shot at somebody and if it's so bad that you want to leave then why aren't you happy you're leaving you should be bubbly you should walk in and go hey i'm leaving today you know it's well, like what are we the, doing the here? problem is social media has raised a whole generation of activists right. and everybody thinks <laughs> they're a right. freaking activist right you're not an activist you're just a former employee there's a difference i mean ser- seriously that's just your category you're just a former employee that's all you are and nobody really gives a crap what you think they really don't that's correct you and the three people that sit around and drink coffee with you and whine about stuff from four years ago you're the only ones that care you know and that's so some of you people do this stuff and and uh we've had it happen to us here we've had it happen you know i've got friends that run companies and and people that do stuff and you know they've never erected a statue to a critic that's true just never been done so except that one to roger e roger ebert but um anyway <laughs> siskel and ebert remember that he oh actually has sure a sta- actually has a statue oh he so, does i thought you were yeah. kidding no that's I, I actually said that from stage one time there's a famous saying uh, like mark twain or somebody said yeah. there's never been a statue that's correct critic somebody sent me a of a course picture, they did a of picture course, of yeah. robert roger ebert's yeah, statue yeah, so good for him yeah that's good well i mean you gotta have something to do in your yeah life. open phones at triple eight eight two five five two two five jessica is in fort worth texas Hey, Jessica, how are you? I am so good, and I'm honored to talk to both of you. You too. I was at the SMART conference, and you were both so inspiring. Ken, you really spoke to me, and thank you so much for what you do. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank um, you. How can we help? All right. So I've got an MD, which I think stands for money dummy. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> good. I'm, I got to laugh. Um, we were doing pretty good. My husband and I, we were working our way through the baby steps, made it to steps four, five, and six. And then a few months ago, we were looking to um, move into a different home. We bought a home that we thought was going to be everything we wanted. It was in a great neighborhood. We knew we were going to put some money into fixing it up, and we felt okay with that. Then here comes the mistake. And actually, we bought it for five ninety seven. 
it appraised for six fifty five. So we were like, we're doing great. And then we realized that the things we wanted to do to this house to make it into what we wanted, it was going to cost way too much money, and it was a mistake. It was a, it was a mistake, and we relisted the house for what we paid for it, knowing we were going to take a loss. We got no offers at all. We left it up for about almost two months, and then we pulled it and said, okay, new plan. We're going to have to fix this thing up and either rent it out or sell it. We're in that position right now, and I had been thinking the right thing to do is to uh, rent it out, um, but now I'm thinking it's, we're in too deep, and I, I think I want to get rid of it. I'm seeking you, you some guidance to, you on that. To, you need to sell it. It's, yeah. not, it's not a rental. So. It's a mistake. There's a difference. Yeah, it's a big – can I tell you some numbers, though, because see if this changes anything. All right, we Following your method and your, your uh, guidelines for how much we could buy, we figured we could afford um, easily $850,000 house. Um, this house is so far under budget that between that house and the one we currently live in, which we owe 265 on, we're still way, way under that. Um, and so that was kind of the motivation, like, well, you know, we could still pay these both off in less than five years. Maybe we should just stick it out and, and get it done and then have it generate income. But I wouldn't I, sell I it for 100000 under less than what you paid okay. for it, but I would sell it. Okay. I'm not suggesting you give it lot. away, but I think you need, look, five years from today, you're not going to be happy you own this house. Mm-hmm. It's not what you yeah, bought it for. It's not what I would have bought as a It's as not what you rental. bought it for. It's not why you bought it. It's not your plan. It's a burden. And really, every time you come around it, it reminds you of a mistake rather than a, than a positive thing. Yes. Yeah, I bought stuff that I had payments on in the past, and every time I wrote a check for it, it reminded me I was stupid, and I didn't like that. <laughs> you know? I have enough reminders of that. Yeah. We uh, we paid off four hundred thirty three thousand dollars of mostly student loan debt uh, wow, about good two for years you. ago. So, wow. <laughs> got enough reminders of that yeah, for a lifetime. Yeah. Well, good for you. You cleaned up a lot of stuff, and I don't think there's any reason to panic here. Uh, and so I'm going to put it on the market, make sure it's shiny and shiny as it can be to get it sold and, and put it at a reasonable price and expect with these higher interest rates and the market slowing down for it to take longer than it would have taken a year ago or two years ago for sure but just uh give give yourself some patience breathe put it on the market and let's have the plan of getting rid of it because you don't want to still be owning it later no and i want to encourage you jessica we i had dinner we had a vip dinner of uh, friday night before our smart conference last saturday and i got to sit with a couple of our ramsey trusted real estate stars in the fort worth dallas area and they told me both of them they said the 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 housing market is still strong the difference is you're going to have to paint it you're going to have to do some things that we used to do. You're not going to have 40 people lining up to take it as is. So do what you got to do. You're going to be able to sell this house, and you're going to be fine. Yeah. Just normal process of selling. Yeah. It, make sure it's shiny. Yeah. It's in good shape. It's going to take a few and more it's, months. And it's priced properly. Yeah. And it's going to take 90 to 120 days. And just get with one of our real estate ELPs, and they'll help you do every bit of that. Price it properly. Stage it. Everything. So... Hey, you're going to be okay. I've been there myself. I don't think you're nearly as dumb as you're giving yourself credit for. I think you just made a mistake. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey folks, Ken Coleman here. Did you know The Ramsey Show is one of the most popular podcasts in the world? Get your daily dose of advice on life and money. Check out all of our shows from The Ramsey Network wherever you listen to podcasts.